Yeah, dude, I wanted 20 inch arms and I was able to do that. I wanted to squat 700. I was able to do that. See, that's all. 19. I mean, I always tell these stories. We, we had our squat rack against the wall at the, the goals gym in Worcester, Massachusetts. And literally it was like spitting blood on the wall because you would squat for your nose bled, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like the coolest thing ever. Yes. How wild yes. is that? Like, okay, you squat till your nose bleeds, you know? Yeah. Welcome to the Shaw Strength Podcast. We are mobile today with none other than Mr. Jay Cutler, four times Mr. Olympia. We're in Vegas. We're at the Torture Gym. Just got done training, brother. How are we doing? Still sweating a little bit, man. Yeah. So Jay, Jay was running me through a workout, and we uh, we cut the rest periods down a little bit. Twelve reps, pretty much across the board. A couple sets of ten, but. Um, it's different, man. That's, that's a TikTok statement. You know, they, they know me as like Mr. 12 reps, Mr. Like, 12 reps, kind of like a, a little catchphrase now that they've been using. And, you know, I know last time you were in Vegas, we did arms. Yeah. And I think we did arms because it was like one of those things, like, I think the collaborations, usually when you, you get in the mix with someone and, you know, you have two different, two different things, you know, you're a strong, you did more strong man stuff and I was a bodybuilder. So I think people want to do the easy workout, right? So I yeah. said, you know what, Brian comes to Vegas. Let's let's go to a gym where we can get on some different equipment. Let's do one of my favorite body parts of training, and that's back training. You know, I always liked legs and back. It was more challenging for me. Arms was the most boring one. Yeah, and I'm glad we were able to kind of push through. And you know, now, like I said, your your mindset is a little different. You know, it's not like you're training for a heavy competition now. Absolutely. And we focus on, you know, like shorter rest periods and then on the repetition range fell to 12. And I mean, you're going to, you're going to train with different bodybuilders. You're going to get different rep ranges, but I've always stuck to the 10 to 12, eight to 12 range. Really. It's kind of a broad range, but it seemed to work best for me. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like when you have that goal in mind, you know, that you're going to hit that rep range, try to mm -hmm. bump the weight up, stay within that, stay with good form, opening things up. And I think today that's one of the things that that we were talking about a little bit is noticing the difference in the way that I execute my reps just mm -hmm. from, from the nature of, of what I was doing, right? It's, it's trying to lift certainly under control, but it's very explosive. Right. And then, you know, I still, I feel like compared to a lot of other strength athletes, I was always really proud about keeping a full range of motion and being under control where I'm not jerking so much, but still, I'm still doing that. Like I'm still using my whole body to move things versus trying to focus on just what muscle we're trying. Yeah. To isolation is the key, right? So, you know, when we're judged on a flow of body parts, right? So we really want to try to take out the momentum that we use in weight training to isolate and really hone in. It's a mind and muscle connection. And you talk about that. It's hard to teach the beginner uh, people that when they join the gym, Hey, a mind and muscle connection, it takes it takes an approach to do that. You know, you you have to put a routine in place. And for me, you know, I train a body part each, you know, at once every five to seven days. So like this back training wouldn't be repeated for at least seventy two hours now. Got it. Okay. So in between, you know, I do chest one day, arms one day, back one day, legs one day, shoulders one day. So there'd be five total days usually in a week that I would train body parts. But I still find myself training on like a three on one-off, two-on, one-off schedule, really. That's kind of what I felt to most. Today, I'm, you know, this today, the, this age, I'm training pretty much seven days a week. I don't take a day off, which I never suggest, by the way. Sure. 
But is that love, is that more for a mental? I love it, man. I love it. it. We talked a lot about that. You know, we had a lot of conversation outside of this today. And, you know, my mindset is everything. I joined the gym for a stress reliever when I was 18. I was at a crossroad. I wasn't sure. I had a family business that was trying to pull me into that. I felt the gym was my escape. Yep. And I would train from 8 to 10 at night. The gym would close at 10 o'clock. It would allow me to really just, when I got in those weights, man, it would just, it just, my mindset was just clear. And I had a vision of like only challenging myself. And that's still to this day, you know, going through all the success in bodybuilding for a goal to be the best. Now I can actually enjoy it again and I can challenge myself on a daily basis. It's the, still the best part of my day. Yeah. And that's, it's a lot, it's got to be part of your lifestyle, man. It, it, I'm, I'm going to be the same way, right? It's just, you get in We're the We're never going to stop, you man. feel better. And, that, you know, people say to me, like, I've uh, built up, you know, my home gym, whatever you want to call it, right? And I love it, right? I love the equipment. I love the weights. I love different, you know, the history of a lot of it. And I picked pieces in there that I really enjoyed training on, whatever. And it's, you know, people are saying, well, when you're done, when you're done competing, all that's just going to go to waste. But it's not, it's not at all. You know, you, you love it. And if you love something, you'll do it, you know, and, you know, here in Vegas, it's like you have access to gyms galore, really. Like, this is amazing, like different pieces of equipment. And, you know, it's not, not necessarily the same for me. I can't just drive right down the road and get to somewhere. You know, it's not the, not the access. Yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, that's been a conversation piece of a lot of people around me is like, you should build a home gym. You know, that way you don't have to leave. And you, But I actually enjoy going and trying some of these new gyms. I mean, you, there's a gym on every corner. You know, we have so many pros out here. There's so much motivation. Sometimes people use the gym as, even if they don't go to the gym and they talk to a lot of people, they s visually see people. It's almost like social atmosphere, right? Yeah. You look over and, you know, today, like Brian Shaw and Jay Cutler show up at Torture Gym and the guy's rowing next to us. You don't think he was trying to push more reps when you were loading the plates on and yeah, of course, and of course. almost tipping the machines over. I mean, they were excited <laughs> to see that. Yeah. So, I mean, you see two of the world's best at, at the fields that they, they, they conquered. I mean, that's extra motivation. So for me, you know, on days I need, I still need pick me up, man. To be honest. I mean, I still admire people. Um, people still give me influence and yeah. I'm excited to train on a it's, daily basis. Now for you, now is obviously a, a quite a bit different approach, but when you were competing, didn't you go to the gym at off hours, like real off hours? I did to avoid people because I just wanted to zone in and I almost did it as, I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, you, you spoke to me a little bit about, you know, you would post your lighter sets when you trained, right? Yeah. Run your social media. So what I would do is, you know, I remember I was shooting DVDs, which was early social media. I would show myself training at two in the morning because I knew no one else was doing it. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, wow, Jay Cutler's training in the middle of the night. And I would talk about how I train four times a day between cardio sessions. I do two weight sessions. So I would be in the gym at two. The cleaners were the only ones in there at the time. I remember but, that. I remember that. <laughs> but people, I mean, it was like, wow, you know, it just showed the intensity and you know, my commitment to what I did yep. to be able to wake. And I would honestly wake up. I would wake up out of a dead sleep. So I'd go to bed probably like nine or 10 and I'd get up and eat a meal at around midnight. And I would be in the gym at two and I'd get home and go back to bed about four or five and I'd wake up at 10 and start the day again. So unfortunately, I, I still believe you should sleep six, six hours, like a five to six hour full stint. Oh, yeah. Yes. Before I think when you, you know, we might say, oh, I sleep enough. But you should get in that deep REM sleep pattern. And I don't feel I was doing that at that point. 
So looking back, I mean, was it actually necessary? Probably not. But it did really intrigue my competition yeah. and wonder, wow, is that why Jay's the best at what he does? Sure. Well, you, you, naturally, if you're going to see that, you're putting it out there. They're going to watch and 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 look at your approach. Mm-hmm. And and hey, you know what? If if it's in in my mind, it's also okay. You could argue the sleep for sure, but like the mental discipline to be able to do that had to give you a leg up. And it also gave me a challenge, right? Because after you know, I trained for 16 weeks for a competition. So after eight weeks, I was like, okay, this is monotonous. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. Same thing over and over, right? And the body's changing. And to be honest, I mean, I, by eight weeks out, I was in striking distance, right? Sure. So for me, I was like, okay, this really switched up a little bit and it wouldn't get stale that way. And uh, it was always challenging because, listen, I didn't I didn't want to wake up and eat, you know, 10 ounces, 12 ounces of chicken breast and, absolutely, you know, 100 grams of carbs at midnight and then go to the gym and train with that intensity. And no one's there watching. Yeah. I, there's no show for me. Sure. So for me, it was like I'm in there by myself with the, the guys vacuuming, cleaning the gyms, and they don't care yet. And they don't care. <laughs> they don't. They don't care what I'm doing in there. But yeah. I did, and you know, I became the best in the world doing what I did. Yeah. It's it's sometimes that that extra challenge. You know, like mm-hmm. like for me, I would I would do a lot of um, hot and cold, like that, like cold tub. Yeah, yeah. But especially in the middle of winter, I would have it outside in Colorado, right? So it's snowing. Some some nights it would be. It would be, you know, 10 degrees outside, snowing, and I, I nobody's looking. Yeah. Nobody's looking. And I said I said to myself, Brian, if you if you go out and get in that tub right now, you're, you're a gonna step get ahead. Yes. Yeah, you're a step so ahead. I would get in the tub, it'd be snowing. And I remember vividly, like, sitting in there, it's snowing on me, and I'm thinking, I'm winning. Yeah. All these other guys don't even know how bad I want this, and I'm winning right now. I'm winning right now because I got in there, and nobody else is willing to do it. So I'd almost challenge myself to do something really hard just to separate. But the thing is, nobody else knew about it. I didn't post about it. I didn't say anything. But only I knew I was doing it, but it was making me better. So you'd come with that challenge. Interesting, like, to wake up, because that's tough, man. Like, how many how many people realistically would get up in the middle of the night and say, I got to eat and I'm, I'm going to go to the gym? Yeah, I mean, do you you know, you question your, your abilities sometime. I mean, the, but that intensity needed to be the most important thing for me. Big time. And that allowed me to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, that's what I was thinking about when I was winning those titles. I mean, you were at the Olympia this year. You saw those guys up there. Everyone has a different story. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everyone has challenges. Everyone has different goals. I mean, that goal being on that day is probably to win that biggest title. And, unfortunately, only one guy can win it. Right? Walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking at, looking at the Olympia stage, right, we were just out in Orlando for that. The show that, that was put on, what what – what are your thoughts? And I know that, um, you know, the one thing that I was thinking about is interesting. I heard you talk to Sean Ray about this a little bit is the time that the guys go on stage. And I was thinking, cause I've done strongman contests where we've got delayed and delayed. And sometimes we were doing lifting at, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock, some contests, I even did it like after midnight, which is insane, but it's such a different approach. And obviously for us, it's just about amping up to be able to go lift the weight. Versus where with bodybuilding, you have a whole different component to how does your body present, you know, like mo- most, you know, like if, like if for me, if I were to weigh in in the morning, I'm going to weigh less and I'm going to, I'm going to probably look leaner in the mirror, right. than if I'm at night and I'm not even trying to do anything with bodybuilding, but it's, it's that component. And those guys stepping on stage, like I, I was thinking to myself, how hard must it be to go on it? I think we're at what, 10 30. Yeah. You know what though, Brian, to be honest, I mean, I, I know 
we've we've spoken about it and there's a lot of opinions about it but the truth is is we it's 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 what it is sure everybody yeah. has to do it so what i would do if you know and i did this we just talked about this i would adapt so i was waking up later and i was eating only a few meals like sean talked about well after two or three meals my body's good yeah not six so what i would do is i would just make sure for the, for the last month I would say, okay, we know we're going on at 10.30 at night. I'm going to peak my body for 10.30 at night. That's interesting. So yeah. I would actually, like I said, train in the night. Okay. And I would try to sleep until noontime. I would go to bed at 4 a.m., sleep till noon, wake up, and I would try to, you know, have my three, four meals max, and I would go on stage. I would adapt because what I know it it's what it is. Sure. So that's what makes the athlete the great athlete, right? Sure. You, you adapt think, to that situation. Do you think, um, you know, all listen, we can talk about the Jordan era or Joe Montana. And, like, they played in, like, did they play on rain or snow or, like, you still have to perform, right? Sure. I mean, Jordan won that that championship with the flu and all the other stuff. You yeah. know, did he, did, did he plan on having a 100-degree temperature? No. Doing yeah. it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's all the factors that come into play. So sure. I would adjust my routine because if they're not going to change it yep. you need to change it to be better well and that's and that's controlling the situation i i would agree that's an interesting point to say like because you know that a lot of times if you know something for example if there's going to be a time change i know i manipulated things for myself if i was going to compete in a different part of the world and it's eight hours different i would start to adjust my sleep patterns and you know all of that well in advance you're not going to land in in the Middle East the day before your event. You've got to land there well in time to adapt to that 12, 24-hour time change, right? Yeah, I would try to. And, and if I couldn't, I would at least be doing it at home. So I was trying to get ready for that. And then when I'd get there, there was a, a strategy to getting off the plane and, and adapting as quick as possible and, you know, controlling the food and control. like. But again, that's like taking it to the next level. So it's an interesting thing to hear you say that, like manipulating. It's your life. I yeah. Mean, that's Well, you have to peak for that moment. I mean, it's 400 grand. Yes. So when you see yep. Derek battling Hottie. Yeah. And you see Samson knocking at the door. These guys are all prepared. I mean, yeah. those are your top guys. They obviously knew how to land it the best because they were the top three. Sure. I think it all works. You know, you just have to be mentally prepared. And I think we already know, you know, Vegas next year. Yeah. The guys are probably yeah. going to go on. I mean, it's, they're going to go on at 10 o'clock uh, Vegas time, which is going to be really late, late East Coast time. So those guys that are flying from international places or from the East Coast, they're going to have to make that adaption to uh, to be their best. No, it's, it, I mean, it makes sense. Do you, do you see anybody coming up in the in the bodybuilding world that, that you're like, all right, this guy could, could i think derek you know he's at an age i think he's coming into his own i mean i won my first at 33 phil heath was 31 yeah uh ronnie was 34 so you talk about potential he has a lot of i mean you have, really have to start with him right yeah i mean he's yeah. the winner i mean we we can't disrespect that i mean hottie's a great champion yeah i think samson is a, is coming on super strong if he kind of dials in the condition he could be a real contender because we've never seen that size and structure before sure but Derek, right now, you have to respect what he was able to do because he did improve from last year, and he does have a height disadvantage because he is a little shorter. So, you know, they always said, you know, a great big man will beat 
a great little guy, right? Yeah. And I hate to say little, but he's just shorter in stature, right? But he's, sure. he's very wide. Yeah. And obviously he's got the crazy back and all that. And, you know, they always said the Olympia is a one from the back, which I, which I tend to disagree with somewhat. Yeah. But I feel like he has potential to, to really carry the title in a good nature and really still have room for improvement, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he would have to refine it. Can't see him putting a lot more muscle on his he, frame though. He just needs to be careful not to get too big. Got it. Where, you, you know, Ronnie lines. and myself, yeah, we were able to get bigger. I mean, even Brandon Curry. I mean, we all put on size, but when you have that limited structure, the yeah. height ratio, you have to be careful not to get, you know, otherwise you look too compact, you know? Sure, sure. No, it's it's interesting, man. It's like lo like looking back, and I've been a fan of bodybuilding forever. We right? followed him, and, yeah. and, and you and Ronnie battling, and like, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a uh, historical thing, you know, to see. And I think that that's, for a lot of people out there, what, what maybe drew them in even harder right was this battle and and like your era where you guys were going back and forth because it was that and it would be it would be fun and i don't know if we'll see it it'd be fun to see the kind of back and forth between you know two guys maybe like where they're kind of up there and it, it creates this controversy. next year's yeah. tickets are going to be crazy because hottie's trying to win the title back, Come it, was, back. it was very um I don't want to say it was very iffy, right? Like yeah. opinions were swayed both ways. Well, you saw. Between... Did you did you think that? I mean, I think from the time that I watched, it seemed like they were getting judged pretty hard. They were. I mean, like they, they, they had the compared top three those out top there. three for five or six rounds. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of mention mentionable people such as Andrew Jack who has the crazy structure height. Dude, he's he's something else. And he got fit. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Brandon obviously he's a former Mr. Olympia. He's got a great physique, but you know, he's definitely coming to the tail end. Sure. We may see him in a, another contest such as the Arnold or whatnot. Yeah. But you also have Hunter Labrada who whose father is a legendary champion. Big time. And yeah. he's he's pretty big dude, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if he nails his condition, He's fighting in that top four or five. He's right, the right there. I mean, he's yeah. right there with Samson, and you know, and we have new new hopes such as Regan. You know, and sure. who's coming along? I mean, Michael Prizo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many guys we can mention. So the future, we were missing Nick Walker out of that lineup, yeah, which yeah. potentially he could have been in that top three. We really we we suffered seeing his you know absence from that contest. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You know, people could say whatever and. I said this was strongman too. It's like when people don't compete, you can only you can only compete against what's in front of you. That's it, right? And and so it's like, where would Nick have fit? A lot of what ifs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, him coming back, I think, creates excitement. And he was a fan favorite, so that's Big like time. I would yeah. say he's on social media. He was, you know, he's one of the guys that would post up every single day what he looked yeah. like. And I think in today's era, I mean, we talked a little bit about the phones and the gyms, and yeah. I didn't necessarily allow it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important for the social media these days. You know, it's it's good to communicate and show show your fan base, your supporters, yeah, why you do what you do, how you do what you do, a systematic approach every day, and they appreciate that because if they can take one small piece of what you're willing to put online, yeah, that makes you great, they think, okay, well, I'm going to adapt to that and see how that fits in my routine and there's a lot of guys to follow right there's a lot of mentors that people can follow yeah and you might have followed people you know in your field that gave you inspiration right took a piece of this or that 
some of the I, great. Hundred percent. I took I took a lot, but I took t- stuff from you. Of course, yeah. Right. So like you're starting out and and you know crossing paths, I guess, as as a you know whatever you want to call it, beginner, mm-hmm. right? Like you get in the gym and and you know it's it's that like you're saying it's like like I watch the DVDs you put out, right? So it's like you're in the gym and you're putting this work in, and for me it's light bulbs are going off about okay discipline, hard work. How am I going to separate myself? What am I willing to do that the next person is not willing to do? All of these things, right? So even though you weren't necessarily competing in exactly what I was going to compete in, it's still a lesson to be learned, right? And I think that that's the interesting crossover that we talk so much about is taking away knowledge or inspiration or whatever from from people and and applying it to yourself. You know, it's it's like like for me, hearing from somebody that they were able to change their life in some way, shape, or form. But it's not necessarily they're going out to compete in strongman, right? They they may not be doing that. They may just want to play with their kids or you know be more healthy for their wife or something. I mean, know? when I started, Brian, I didn't I didn't ever plan on being a very successful bodybuilder. I didn't think about a competition. I just went in the gym and I saw my arms grow and my bench press go up. And it's probably the same with you. So you're looking, okay, how can we be a sponge and learn? And I read this book called Beyond Built by Bob Paris when I was 16. And I learned about training and like repetitions and, you know, grouping body parts. And I always marveled out over like the action figures we saw in the cartoons, you know, whether it's Spider-Man or Superman, those kind of things. And so when I saw these guys in muscle books and those physiques came alive and remember, I'm speaking from early age before the social media, before you could see videos like the DVDs you just mentioned I watched, which yep. even DD, DVDs are super outright, out, outdated now. They were right? awesome. Yeah, so... We should go back to that. That's like <laughs> seven, seven hours of footage, so there's a lot yeah. of eating, training, this... Yeah. But I think for me, it was like, I just wanted to be better. Yeah. And then eventually it was like, okay, get on stage and compete, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah. And that's when I led to bodybuilding. And I think in the beginning, maybe you weren't sure what you were going to do. You never probably said, oh, I don't want to, I want to do strongman competitions. You probably knew nothing about it. Right? No, I got to, I played basketball and then yeah. I got out of that and just got, I just got in the weight room and I loved, I love the process of lifting and then lifting more and then, you know, trying to eat, to grow, to get bigger, to feel better, to gain more confidence. Like that's really where everything stemmed from. You know, so you start out and a lot of the guys would say like, it's, you know, you're, you're starting out with, with training the muscles you see in the mirror, right? Like you're benching and curling and doing this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what about training my back? And what about training my legs? And then it's this whole, whole, you know, kind of, uh, product that you're trying to, to put together like this puzzle, right? Like you're building this puzzle and then trying to build it a bigger building. And you know, I got, I got really lucky to run into some good people when I was getting started that helped me to lay a good mm-hmm. foundation and, you know, to build up and kind of create the right habits, I think around training. And then you just go from there and then the door opens and then you need a new challenge, right? So it's like, you're, you're seeing yourself grow. Well, then it opens up the door for bodybuilding and then you run with it. And the same thing for me, you start with strongman, but the door opens and I do my first contest. And it's like, I'm not going to my first contest thinking, I'm going to be the best in the world at this. It's like, Hey, I'm going to compete and have fun. And then it hooked me. And then you go back and you get better and you get better and you build up, you know, it's, it's just, you get drawn into it. Yeah, dude. I wanted 20 inch arms and I was able to do that. I wanted to squat 700. I was able to do that. See, that's all 19. I mean, I always tell these stories. We, we had a squat rack against the wall at the, the goals gym and 
Worcester, Massachusetts, and literally it was like spitting blood on the wall because you would squat for your nose bled, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like the coolest thing ever. Yes. How wild yes. is that? Like, okay, you squat till your nose bleeds, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it's like that. I see the the Eddie Hall deadlift and his, you know, the, the blood. Sure, I had it. I loved it, yeah. man. So I loved it. It's like all you guys went through that, and you probably look at people look at that, and that's amazing. Is people like, oh my god, I idolize that the intensity, right? Yeah. How crazy do you have to? I always said you have to be a little crazy to do what we do. A hundred percent. Yes. Who wants to go in that pain zone, in that dark place? That, yeah. Like that was a thing. Is like you just get locked in those weights, man, and it's like I don't even hear the music in the gym. People used to say this music sucks. I didn't even hear it. You're just zoned in. I'm locked. Yeah. Locked because I was just so focused on being great. Yeah. And so focused on being challenged and so focused on whatever that set was going to provide to me at that moment. Yeah. That's incredible, man. It's it's so fun to, it's so fun to, uh, for me to get around you and, and just, you know, absorb all this stuff and have these conversations. Yeah, but I'm sure it's yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah. you. I'm just talking for you. I'm sure you're yeah. thinking, wow, that's relative to me and- Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every story you've yeah. told me along the way, it's it's so, it's like we're in line with everything I've done yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, we all, we got the taste of like victory, right? And we got well, the taste of defeat. And yeah, I mean, just little, little conversations. And I know I brought a few up, you know, but, but we're at, um, at Body Power in, this is, this is, Wait, gosh, probably 11, 2011, something like that. And I remember we were down eating breakfast and I asked you, cause you were doing, you were, you were inspiring me even though you didn't know with like the business side of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you are doing different merchandise and fan mm-hmm. things. And I was like, Hey, I want to try to get this going. So I remember asking you about that and kind of how do you do it? And you know, what could I do? And then I, I had these ideas of doing it and then I was able to go get started with that and build it and build it and build it. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it takes a lot of hard work, man. A, a lot of hard work. Like people don't realize, I think on the, on the backside, the bodybuilding is one thing, right? But like the business building that you have done compared to so many other people, it's like a constant grind. So you're grinding with bodybuilding, but you're grinding with being an entrepreneur in so many different areas, right? So it's like, it's nonstop. And so people, I think for me, like I see that very clear. Right. And, and that's one of the things that I love is it's like, well, I'm going to be the best at this and then I'm going to go be the best at this and I'm going to mm-hmm. be the best at that. And it's never stopping, you know, so, so there's so many people that maybe it, it begins and ends with the sport they're doing or what they're competing in and they never branch out to anything else. And I think for you with me, at least, like I could see that it was like, Jay's branch out and you're doing the DVDs mm-hmm. and you're doing, you know, different, um, you know, merchandise and, and working into this. And then it was you know, kind of that natural progression of, okay, I'm sponsored, um, by whatever supplement companies and I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to open this store. And, you know, I know you've done a lot with other things as well, real estate. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it can be scary at times because, you know, it's, you're, you're testing waters. Like, like I told you, I knew I was great in the gym. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, I start selling one shirt and then you start selling videos and then you do posters and then you branch out. And I mean, you know, you start making money off the contests and you start investing. And like I said, I moved to Vegas to buy real estate. And then I develop a great team around me and I have great guidance. And it all stems from the my upbringing, right? So my, my family business was concrete and I had no time slot there. So it wasn't like you punch a clock from 
nine to five. Sure. Like we were up when the sun rose and we finished work when the sun went down. Go down. Yeah. And we would work under the headlights. Yeah. And I thought I was at such a disadvantage at that time because here I am in, you know, grammar school, high school, and the, the kids are going on vacations for their April vacations or February vacations and summer break. And I was just grinding, working. Yeah. And, you know, I bought my first car at 14 and I didn't get a driver's license till I was 16, but I still drove without the driver's license. I could register and insure. Yeah. I bought a car. And there was kind of no rules. I lived in a super small town, like country town. So it wasn't like, oh, it's at the big city. It's different today, right? Yeah. And uh, I became a young man early and I had to learn. And that's kind of what my, my dad instilled that upon me. And I'm thankful for that opportunity because it gave me great structure. And then when I found the gym, you know, that discipline, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a progression over time, right? You don't just make improvements overnight. And that slowly I was able to to move that into to bodybuilding and, you know, and then structure business around that. So I don't do it all myself, but I still continue to do the things that people don't expect me to do, yeah. meaning the interactions. And I think we're kind of the same on that where, you know, we, we spend every minute to give back to what we created. Absolutely. And that's yeah. important. You have to have passion. You have to love what you do. And you have to be appreciative for everything that you have. And I think that's an important lesson that everyone should pursue because there's too many people that wake up in the morning, I hate my job or I hate my life or we all have a choice. Yeah. We all have a choice and this is what we do. And I mean, listen, you're traveling here. It's not easy for you. Just drove uh, 11 hours, you said, and you're probably tired. We're hungry right now, right? Yeah. And why do we do this? We do this to give back to the community that Absolutely. made us on this platform, right? Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's the thing is, is uh, you know, speaking to that, like this same feeling, okay, yes, we're just sitting down and talking and we've done a lot mm. today, which is awesome. But it's like, like you would feel like this if you were at an expo or something and you're in that zone. And, you know, for people, it's that small moment that they get with you or with me that means a lot to them. I mean, you saw, I mean, we just signed this guy, this guy's right next to us. We yeah. Up over here. And oh yeah. Yeah. He was so excited. He couldn't believe he walked in the gym and he saw Brian Shaw, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. He said, well, sign your cup. He was really happy to do it. So he's got his signature over there on his cup and everything. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But that's, that's a moment that that's cool, you know, and that's cool for me as much as it is for him. You know, it's neat, man. Well, I think we could talk all day brother but uh i appreciate it man i no, appreciate the time and we need to we need to get you out to colorado that's the i'm due for a trip thing. so yeah. i will be at um the strongest man on earth competition that's that's i I'll guess tell you we'll, what, man. we'll have to lock lock that date in so shout out to all you people that are following along if you guys i know the tickets are available now so they are they are available i will yeah. be there i mean you said the expos of no charge right yep the free expo so, um and it'll be the uh 16th through 18th in august okay so august 24 and yeah guys if if uh if you're excited i'm excited jay cutler's just saying he's coming so <laughs> so <laughs> We're get, gonna, your, get yeah. your push-ups ready i'm gonna challenge all you guys i mean i'll work on the biceps a little bit last year i was doing the fit for 50. So I'll who tell knows you what, what year will be, you know? Fit for, you looked ridiculous. I, I, I posed down with Regan, you know, I took my shirt Bro. off. He challenged me, he told me to take the shirt off. And I mean, you stood right beside him. Yeah. I'm not going to. Don't tell Regan that. 
Hey, I, I would yeah. say to me, Regan, if you're listening, man, <laughs> it was good, bro. Was I gotta, good. Sh- I gotta show those twenty-something-year-old guys that the you old know, man still got it. You, you know, know, I mean, it's. I tell you what, I was impressed, man. That was that was a different level. Yeah, so you know? I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of fifty. I appreciate all the response, everything. So I look forward to seeing everyone, and uh, I wish you all the most success. I'm glad we're able to come down here and be able to get a training session. Dude, it was awesome. Torture gym. I know you guys. This is the Olympia logo behind us, guys. So it's it's Olympia approved is this gym. So yeah, they were a big sponsor at the Mr. Olympia this year. This equipment's top notch. If you ever get a chance to come down to Vegas, make sure you check out Torture Gym. Yeah, this was my first time in here and using some of the stuff was a lot of fun. So they they allowed us to kind of come over the the corner. Yeah, (laughs) we took (laughs) over the gym. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, hopefully you guys are doing well. Make sure if you're not following Jay Cutler, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. And you probably should go get that done immediately. But um, appreciate you, Jay, man. I love you, no, brother. Man, and, thank and, you, uh, man. And uh, we will we'll do more together in the future. If you guys could do me a favor, go out and share uh, this podcast with, you know, the, the traction helps so much with shares and likes and comments. And, and uh, we'll keep, uh, keep trying to bring you all the awesome content that we possibly can. Hope you're all doing amazing for now. Go out and be great. We'll check you guys later.